0: This episode of the Managing Madrid podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. The best of the best and world champions of men's grooming are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs with the code MANAGINGMADRID at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. We all have horror stories shaving our balls. If you're a man listening to this, You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's bloody. It's messy. It can take a week to recover at minimum. If you're a female listening to this podcast, you've probably heard the screams from the bathrooms. Either way, nobody likes bad shaving experiences. That's why manscaped has the performance package. This thing is the real deal. The ultimate grooming package for a champion included is the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Also the weed whacker for your nose and ear hair liquid formulations, plus a free travel bag and boxers. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Madrid at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code managingmadrid. Shoot for glory this year with the best tools from the job from Manscaped. This episode is also brought to you by Royal Sonesta, Washington, D.C., DuPont Circle, right in the heart of downtown DC. That's where you should be booking your stay when you come see us in Washington for the live podcast we're doing there. Myself, Kian Sobani, Gabe Lesra, Om Arvin. We will all be on stage to discuss Real Madrid with you guys and meet our lovely DC family. Uh, tickets to that in the show notes. That is being held in March. So you got some time, but knowing just what we know already, we've started this world tour in LA. That filled up crazy fast. And we maxed out. Toronto is happening next week. That's already maxed out. I think there's three tickets left last time I checked. And I checked this morning. So we're doing the world tour. We're so excited to, to get this thing going. We've been counting down the days. And LA was a great launch, great kickoff to this event. Um, we're also going to Toronto at the, uh, at the end of this month, as I, as I mentioned. Tickets for that are also in the show notes. Do that quickly. Get that book quickly. Uh, we're also going to Dallas in November, New York in December, Miami January, London in February, Washington DC in March, Chicago in April, and Mumbai in May. If you heard any of those cities, book ASAP and get your spot reserved, especially because most of these cities now are on the early bird rates. Um, but if you if you wait too long, you're going to miss the early bird rate. You're going to have to pay uh, almost double more. So make sure you get in at the early bird rate. By the way, Royal Sonessa, Washington DC, dine in their very own restaurant called Certo, featuring flavorful Italian coastal cuisine made with fresh local ingredients. Their food is art approach to cuisine elevates the menu and their liquid art approach to beverages pours artisanal cocktails and fine wines into your glass. So Royal Sonesta, that's sonesta.com. You can search Royal Sonesta Washington DC Dupont Circle. If you're anywhere close to the vicinity, book your stay there. Uh, Today's episode is a Castilla Corner I almost felt weird saying that because how, when was the last time we had Castilla Corner? I'm not sure. Last week I men- I messaged the guys, Chris, Sam, and Ruben, I was like, look, get it together. People have been asking for you guys. You guys are one of the stars of this entire podcast network. People love you. You guys have killer podcasts. You're highly entertaining. I don't know what's taking them so long, but they finally figured it out. I'd like to take credit for their revival. Um, but really, this is just a matter of them getting together and hopefully. Hopefully, this will be the start of something very consistent for them. Uh, also, tomorrow is a mini-classical. Real Madrid-Castilla versus Barcelona B. I had trying, to, I was trying to figure out what game to watch this weekend because that game overlaps with Mallorca's game and Milan's game at the same time. But um, the silver lining in Brahim and Kubo not being able to play is that now it's an easy choice. I can just watch the mini-classical tomorrow. Um, I'm sure the guys will record something about that. Matt and I are also planning on recording something Sunday night um, to go up for free <clears throat> on this RSS feed. I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. We'll likely actually discuss the um, the performances of uh, Regulon and I'm not sure. We'll have to go through. We're going to look at see like which one of the lonies play this weekend. It's kind of hit or miss because I'm not sure, Like for example, if Mayra is going to play against Juve this weekend just because he has barely played, and I don't think... Mourinho's going to throw him in against Juve. So we'll see. We're going to record something Sunday night. I'm not sure what yet. Uh, And we'll also have Las Blancas because they play Sevilla tomorrow. So I'm sure Omen Grant will have something covered for you there. So anyways, enough blabbering for me. Enjoy the return of Castilla Corner. Castilla Corner rises. Let's go.
1: Nice article in the Managing Madrid uh, blog. Wonderful lads. They do a great job there. And
2: it's worth reading about that man there, but we've been to my needs for rest and the numbers reveal why. Greetings, welcome, all that good stuff. I'm doing the intro. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> As you might have been able to tell from that, we've just literally hit the record button and we're going to see what happens. Uh, Sam has a roommate with a dog that might walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruben has his own parents' dog and <laughs> going to go on and off mute because he's coughing. Yeah, It's madness over here, yeah. but we're here. We did it again. That's the most this, important, time this time we're on Skype because we made a mistake last time in doing it on Zoom and Zoom deleted the... The, I guess it's just the the last episode. of Castillo
3: There 4. actually is a lost episode which nobody ever got to listen
2: to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only people who listened to it were the people who lived it. Yeah. <laughs> which is us <Uster-y>. three.
3: <laughs> I think it was uh,
2: a decent one, but. Uh... It was. It's always the good ones that you lose. You see, if it was a crap episode, we would have kept it. But it was yeah. a good one, and then we lost it. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, no point crying over spilt milk. We're going to talk about Castilla best to our abilities because, to be perfectly honest with you, it seems like something is out there trying to stop us from watching Castilla this season. Mm. Well, could... it has
3: a name. It has a name. You can just say it.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> Waters does not want us to watch Castilla this Footers.
3: season. <laughs> Footers. oh Footers. man, oh man, yeah. Uh... Oh, I, 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 where to start with this? I mean, it's. I have tried to watch all. Of Castilla's games this season, I've tried every time I've logged on the account. First, I always, I'm always optimistic. I try around Red TV, but they have just stopped uh, televising it at least in Norway. Now, then I go to Footers, and it has worked zero times, zero times. I've tried every game week, every time I've been ready, it has worked zero times. It's just, it, I think it must. It must be something wrong with mine, I don't know, but it seems like you have the same problem, so.
2: Uh, uh, mine works, but like the quality is so poor. It's so poor It's poor enough that they sent out a survey by email to subscribers and I answered it in pidgin Spanish because I was kind of that disappointed with the service so far. I
3: also did it just to give them bad reviews. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and no one, I'm yet to meet someone who's having a good experience with it. Mm. Everyone seems to be quite honest mm. with how it's going. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Real Madrid TV. I don't like. <laughs> what is Real Madrid TV? <laughs> Existen, absolutely. <laughs> so this is
3: fast. part of the reason. Uh, this is part of the reason why the pods have been even more cons- inconsistent than normal. It's just that uh, we were thinking: Can we even go on and talk about Castilla if we haven't watched the games? It seems a little <sighs> bit like uh, pointless. But at the same time, I guess it's better than nothing. And. We still, we still know the players from last season, at least. And we, yeah. we can, it's easy to search up the situation and sum it up. But, uh, but it is frustrating that, you know, it's such a great generation of Castilla players as well. So not being able to watch them, I mean, it's, I'm going to remember this for a long time, I think.
2: <laughs> Live long in infamy.
1: Yeah. The footer's disaster.
2: Yeah, the footer's disaster.
1: <laughs> and hopefully um, this Sunday, uh, it sorts itself out. I mean, it's the big one.
2: Yeah, it's League the, League well. the mini-classico, which has kind of just jumped on us all of mm. a sudden. I, I, suppose, I suppose this is a game we could come into in better form, all things considered. I've seen bits and pieces of the campaign so far, and it's been a pretty mixed bag. I think it'd be fair to say that we've, we could have expected better. Um, two wins, four losses, as I'm looking for it now, and a draw. Yeah. Uh, The kind of away curse has come back. We haven't won an away game all season, which is seven (laughs) games so far. Uh, We've lost all of them as well, which it's just gone a little bit worse. Um, Yeah, it's been, I suppose it's just, it's been underwhelming so far. And even, I mean, I know we started out last year a little underwhelming as well, but I think this is certainly... Mm. certainly a bit more concerning than last year's issues. Um, so, yeah, we could definitely be coming into this game with more form. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, really. Like, a, it's hard when you don't watch these games' consistency to pinpoint where exactly it's all going wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
3: but bars uh, are doing a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, just four points, uh, I think, difference. So, I mean, it's, it's still early. But um, we are in this new... Kind of new league now, so it is. It's expected that it's tougher now.
2: Yeah, and the quality is definitely. If in the games I've watched, anyways, that we're getting punished for those for any sort of mistake that we're making mm. in games. Mm. Uh, t- just every, it seems like teams are very capable of putting you to putting you in the ground if you're lackluster. Which is, to be honest, I think for a couple of Castilla players, it's been the case. Um, Carlos Dutour is the first player that comes to mind. He's just not really looked like the same player that he was for the last yeah. last year anyways, for sure. He was one of our top scorers last year, and this yeah. year he's just been kind of a bit of a passenger. Um, I think one you know, of the
1: biggest problems is, and we spoke about it in, I can't remember if this is the Cancel pod or one of the ones we did before that, um, but was the actual quality of this squad in terms of... Comparing it to last year um, and looking at the player-by-player player list um, for this year. and it, it, I was always worried that when um, Hugo Juro left or wasn't um, chosen to be purchased, um, that they were going to struggle for goals. And then not only that, but Pedro Ruiz left and then um, the other striker left. I can't remember his name already, but the, so many players started leaving that gave quite a bit to Castilla last year and nobody was really coming in to replace them. Um, so it's always mm-hmm. going to be my worry that they would just stagnate a little bit. Um, but some of the new players that have come in are quality. We should talk about Good Johnson a little bit and and his Iceland um, mm-hmm. shenanigans, as annoying as they are. Um, at least it, it's gone well for him. And, and there are players that can score goals on international level, let alone second to B level. But it, as a squad, it is a little bit mm, dry almost.
2: Yeah, I mean, Good Johnson's kind of weird because he's like scoring for the senior. Iceland team, but I like he hasn't scored for Castilla yet. Well, um, I <laughs> he's got on a. I I remember
1: thinking when he um got his first call up. I don't think he scored the first time round, but I was thinking, what, who on earth has um said that that is okay in a single <laughs> national team, that this youth player, and then. I saw on Twitter that his dad was the assistant manager, Robert. and his brother plays there as well. And his brother, yeah. And I was thinking, right, there we go. But to be absolutely fair on him, it's not an absolute Lucas Zidane case because he's scored twice now in about three or four games um, at senior international level—the the highest level you can get in terms of, of country football. Um, so fair play to him. But yeah, I was really disappointed when I saw his dad was, was in the setup.
2: I stand okay. corrected. He has scored. He scored in a two two drive. Yeah, he scored against Bolares, which is news yeah. um, to me. I missed that game. <laughs> but still, he's got more international goals than he does Castilla goals, which is
1: yeah.
2: yeah. It's, uh, we'll it's, bl- I mean go. it's I suppose it is a case of I, I definitely think he was picked because he knows people in the international setup, but I mean yeah. When, yeah. You're, I but when you're at least he's he's yeah, justifying it a little bit. He's justifying it in hindsight, I suppose.
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, it's strange. And I mean, there's been some weird experiments as well. Peter Frederico has been a wing back for a little bit, which was very frustrating. Um,
3: Where did that come from? It was from uh, when he started playing three at the back, uh, three rounds, uh, yeah. which is kind of like five at the back. I always get a little bit annoyed when people say three at the back. Uh, but he plays. So, the problem is that Peter is he, such a good talent, but he not only is he better uh, in a higher in a more attacking role, but he also is much better cutting in from the right. He is left-footed, so seems like a, seems like a weird role, like a classic. Um, okay, I want to try this new system, and uh, I want to put out my most talented players. And uh, okay, this guy is uh, left-footed; he can play left wing back, so.
2: Yeah, it does seem it was kind of a I mean, it's the role has changed the player who plays in front of him has changed up a fair bit as as it went on. I think it's kind of it came to a, it's come to a conclusion now. He seems to have been played out as a winger in recent matches, but um, the likes of Teo Zidane and I think Marvin was another player who was selected Oscar Aranda, another player just kind of a um, a handful of wingers that Raul has tried to play in front of Pierre and put, just kind of put Peter Federico in the wing back position, which he was, I mean, in a vacuum, I guess he was fine. Like he didn't do anything criminal, but like it was just such an underwhelming position for such a good player from last year in, in an attacking sense, such a good player last year to be put in as a, (laughs) as essentially a defender. Um, and I don't think anyone really out wide anyways, no one has matched them for form for last yeah, year either. Yeah. Uh Aranda's probably making a case at the moment, but still I think it's um it was a it was kind of a, a weird experiment that probably never really needed to happen in the first place. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean like it just been it's been pretty dull <laughs> is probably the word I would describe. Yeah, absolutely. So far, um, the season could certainly do with a win over the weekend. Um, I mean, that's
1: an exciting one. That, interestingly, there's um, what makes it more exciting. There's a pair of brothers. One of them plays for Castilla, and one of them plays for Barcelona B. And I thought that was fascinating. I don't know how you could even get into that position as a family. Um, was that the Aranda brothers, or was it so Oscar Aranda? Yeah. So I don't know what his brother's called. I think it's. Um, I'm not even a bit. Be... <laughs> To be fair, Aranda's is the second name for both of them. Oscar's done quite well for Castillo so far, actually. Um, I don't know anything about his brother, but I find that yeah, quite bizarre. Mm. And fitting as well. I think it's a, a really good matchup.
3: So Sam, know. how is this? Sam, how is this season different for you? Like, it must be oh. something like. I mean, you have been following them consistently for so many years this must be the first season where you like have lost a lot of control i mean
1: sure and it's just a major disconnect i can't really see them play i don't think the squad is that good as it is and obviously the results back that up they're one place above the relegation zone at the moment um yeah it is it's hard to follow them and and this game is hopefully going to try and Draw me back in, and, and there must be someone televising it because I, I know for a fact Naveed and, and the Barca clan will have some form of stream. Uh, yeah. But it has yeah. been, it's been horrendous. Um, but,
3: so you're not, I mean, but uh, what has changed? Is it just that um, Hugo Duro has left that you now don't consider this squad as good anymore? So
1: it, there was uh, a number of key players. So uh, we were talking about Vallejo, the, the winger who, who joined by the. League um Whether we're talking about, uh, I mean, the first
3: I mean, team is stealing players all the time. So exactly, you can say and then that, obviously but,
1: we've got them out as well. And it's,
3: but they're still Castilla players. I mean, so yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Blanco is more more out than in these days, and it and it just has led to not just a bland squad, but um, a weakened squad, a, a severely weakened squad. Um, yeah, talented nonetheless. They are good young players, but. Um, if you're a Castilla squad you always want that striker that can bag you all figures yeah. and goals, you always want you know, some form of senior player somewhere and this year the senior players are the the junior players from last year which is, an, uh, is not typical for Castilla
2: Yeah and perhaps it shouldn't mean to state as well that this is a very different group we find ourselves in as well mm-hmm. And This new
1: yeah, system and this new structure and obviously the travel is slightly different it's not bad but it's probably they feel it a little bit more, and everything feels a little bit more real. I guess coming back from COVID,
3: yeah.
1: um, um, it's a really strange time. Yeah,
3: seems like we have to remind the listeners every time we get on a pod almost about the the league system because, um,
0: <laughs>
3: like one year ago, it was like okay, so here's what's going to happen is exactly, yeah, and then when you get a little bit through, it, okay, now we're getting close to the playoffs. If we go to mm. the playoffs, then this can happen, and now we are in the playoffs, and blah blah blah.
1: blah. Hoping can... that this time it's. A little bit easier because this is supposedly the final um, implementation of. It is now they're done, yeah. But it's still there's there's groups and there's still yeah I'm sure there's still technicalities to it.
3: Yeah. Mm. So, but it but it but it the level has level is higher now, so yeah, There's you, no doubt do about
1: that as well. So that that's obviously a double whammy because one I don't think this team is prepared for that. <laughs> Two, there is such a severe lack of experience. Um, I think that that shines through the team as well, and three that the that are the most experienced and most talented is just now taken by the first team or or have been sold in the summer or or whatnot So it, yeah it's an awkward one,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah and even when they even when they play it's kind of they're in a state of flux as well you mm. you know it's not just a case of walking back into the team and yeah, exactly. Do exactly what you did the week before or whatever um I think there's a sort of um a difficulty kind of reconnecting when you come back in from the first team picture. Uh, Yeah. It's a different, it's a different group, a different uh, dynamic. So that's challenging as well. And some of our better players in that issue with that issue as well. I suppose that's probably the good news from all this is that the likes of Miguel Gutierrez. And well, I think it's probably largely Gutierrez. (laughs) And you say that, I mean, Blanco's had his, um, appearances, but for the most part, Gutierrez is just stole the show for the first yeah. team. There was yeah. a weird, there was a, another weird occurrence. I think I remember Marvin did something similar last year, but Gutierrez, <laughs> and one of the rare big wins for Casilla, he put in this really good cross for Arribas, and then oh, I remember no that, more yeah. than a fortnight later, he did exactly the same thing <laughs> for yeah. the first team. Um, and it was just completely bizarre, because it was picture perfect in terms of the cross it's Segunda being in the cross at La Liga. Yeah. Um, I don't. I. I can't. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some sort of smart comment you can make about that. But it was. Um. A, it was a really nice moment. It was a brilliant moment, really. Um, Last
3: time we talked about Miguel Gutierrez, I think we said that it was uh, funny how he almost thrived in La Liga more than in the yeah. Segunda. Now I start to see like uh, hints of him. You know, he's not that experienced. He yeah. um, he has made a few mistakes. He's still doing relatively good, but enough that I can I get why, if Ancelotti is a little bit um, hesitating to to put him out, for example, in uh, in the, in a big match in El Clasico, uh, I can understand that. But uh, it is um, a big moment for Castilla now. Could be a big moment with the. You know, it's not only the Mini Clasico coming up for them, yeah, um, right. but it's also the 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 real Classico coming up, where we have so many injured defenders, and uh, I'm a little bit um, worried that we might have to throw someone into into the game without really being prepared for it. For example, uh, one of the center backs could be.
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Mario, he is probably yeah. the option there, um, which I yeah, I suppose last year you'd be like bring it on, but this year it's more like uh <laughs> not nice. a good time, come back in maybe like two or three weeks' time when things are maybe look a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I mean Pablo Roman as well, i last game I watched the Pablo Roman, he just had a complete. Awful game um, because Pablo
3: Ramon is injured as well. The so way well, he
2: was injured all last year. Um, but,
3: but so if Ramon is injured now as well, then uh, okay. So currently, Alaba is injured, Militao is injured, Pablo Ramon, I, I think he's injured. And also, they're not at Real Madrid anymore, but both Varan and Ramos are also injured. So was <laughs> uh,
2: happens, uh, hasn't hasn't it be gone anyway yeah so i don't know it always happens before classical
1: doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i found some interesting stats boys for you um yeah? true yes. mini classico spirit i found here and i remember one of these games but this is the only one i actually do i found the last five mini classico results here and i'm sure Ruben would have actually watched a couple of these and yeah the i do you were following because at this point
2: uh, no, I haven't because it was interesting. Like eight I, or nine some years of the ago. names that crop up
1: will be known by everyone, not, not just um, Ruben and myself, but everyone listening. Chris will know all of them. Um, out of the past five games, Real Madrid won three of them and Barcelona won two. Ooh. Some of the scorers, though, are what really intrigues me. In the very last game, and I don't know what's happened to some of these, I need to actually um, have a look. Players <laughs> such as Denis Suarez scored for Barcelona, it was 3 okay. 1 to Madrid. Um, Bergwi, I don't know what. Is he still like mm. out of that? He, for he did
3: He did all right in La Liga did, for a
1: while. Strongly La Liga player, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what he's doing now, that being said. <laughs> he, he plays. Huh? Ah, he plays.
3: Doesn't say. Doesn't say.
1: Oh, maybe he's a free agent in that case, which really wouldn't be good. No. Um, but he
3: was, uh, he was actually quite strong. Quite a good. strong
1: winger, yeah, really strong for Castilla. Um, Omar Masquerel scored a penalty. I believe he's been playing for Schalke for about—I don't know where he plays now. Again,
2: did he play for Frankfurt for a little while as well, or most? in the so Bundesliga, else?
1: I know it. Uh, you might be. There's a few that played for Frankfurt, but you might be right as well. He plays for Elche now, but he was um... in Spain. Interesting. For those who are fans of uh, Real
3: Madrid TV, um, Phil Kitramolides, he's uh, having this podcast with Sid Lowe. Um, yeah. he, he used to love Omar Mascarell, I remember. So, uh, yeah, he was <laughs> one of the, his favorites. Very
1: highly rated when he was at Madrid. And mm. perhaps rightly so. He was quite a strong Bundesliga player for a while. Mm. Um, again, never materialized for the first team. The other scorer was someone who I actually didn't like that much for Castillo. And this is rare. Um, he's called Sergio Aguza. Yeah. I think he's a striker. I think he was yeah, kind I mean, of a strong it was, um, striker. Oh, he was either that or a centre mid. I can't he was captain. A A Agusa, yeah. Um and he played for MK Dons. He played in England for a bit. I think now he's at um. I don't, um, think, this guy, I don't think this is the guy.
3: I don't think this is guy I'm thinking of
1: now. Oh, um, so that was the four goal scorers there. Um some really, really big names. Other names then, just for the others. um we've got Gerald Delafau has scored for to yeah. be in a couple of these. Um, Alvaro Morata scored a couple for Real Madrid, which is mm. interesting. Then he's Cherry Chev's on here. Sergio Roberto again. He was really yeah. um, quite technical and skillful for, for Barca B. I remember it. he's not like he is now. Um, he was quite the um, midfield maestro back in the day. I remember watching him. Um, yeah, really, really interesting, I thought. And then so obviously the last game was back in 2014. But this is the first meeting in a very fair while um which is quite exciting
3: yeah it is and
1: uh
3: i think uh back when in 11 12 and those games i don't remember i think the last game must have been 12 13 was that right
1: it must have been 13 14 here for some reason 14
3: okay so the promotion was in 12 13 then yeah no, they they actually managed to stay up. They didn't get relegated in segunda uh, uh, for the first season they were yeah there, they, so.
1: did, they had a good team though still They had a very good team.
3: So I remember that was the time I was most interested in uh, Castilla and Academy yeah. football. and I was watching like all the under nineteen tournaments and everything. I remember like um a lot of you know the the Barcelona Andre battle was there back then as well. and Del Feo and Jesse, who was the better one, there was this discussion. Mm. And uh, also, I remember Martin Montoya was uh, ahead of Carl Howard as a right back.
1: Um, yeah, very. he was talented as well. And I'm looking at the squad now for the last lineup. Derek Ossede played. Do you remember him? He's another one who was yeah, yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. Team Did he go to the he went to Bowen in England. So, this is uh, when we were talking about uh, podcast guests, potential guests.
3: Uh, yeah, I yeah, thought,
1: yeah. well, Derek must speak a bit of English. He lived in Bolton, <laughs> but, um And I would love to try. Someone did, a, I think, a text interview with him, and it, and it did quite well. Um, and I tried to get him on the pod, but yeah, he's not having any of it. Mm. We'll keep going. He's back in Spain again there. And then this must be Diego Llorente. Yeah, of course, for Leeds. Um, some really, Lucas Vazquez started, Raul de Tomas up front. It's a good, a really strong squad, and it reminds me of the days when the names were just so household and strong. Um, uh,
3: but I think one of the advantages of following uh, youth football, academy football, for a few years, when you have the experience of seeing all of these players coming through, I guess this goes for any any uh, football fan really. But um, when I see now, and I I haven't watched Barcelona much, but you know they have a few hyped players now, Pedri and
0: mm-hmm. Gavi
3: and you know, when I, I, I can't really get that scared because I've seen fail I've seen Jesse, I've seen all of these players like coming through and yeah. being like super, super hyped. And no way these can fail. I, I, someone posted um, a thread of former Barca talents like Boyan and uh, Christian Teo and uh, just a ton of Barca yeah. big talents and who never ended up doing much. And uh, it's it's just so difficult to predict talent. Um, for sure, and
1: they were so strong as well.
3: They were, they were. So, uh, and for me, it's just like, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see for, for all of our talents. And that goes for uh, the Castilla players as well. So I think Aribas is a player who maybe, I mean, when I look at, you know, they, they send this, uh, Gavi, that's his name, like, right? For yes, Gavi, yeah. Gavi. Because I watched him play for his last game for Spain. And I was thinking, he's, he just turned 17, I think.
1: Mm. So,
3: I mean, maybe, I don't know. As, as I said, I haven't watched him much. But is it like, can Arribas be close to the Spanish national team? Yeah. I mean, is, is that where we are? Yeah, it's um, a good ball, isn't it? Yeah. So, mm. I think Arivas can be one of those players who went a little bit under the radar and then suddenly exploded and became a, a big name. Or not. <laughs>
1: wow, yeah, you never know. I mean, he will be La Liga standard at least. It's so difficult to yeah. the day. Um, but you look at their talent, you look at how they're pushing on as well, and, and this will be his last season for Castilla, that's for sure. Yeah, must be, must be. For sure. I'm looking at the um, Boston B squad list now. Gabby is on there. Again, I don't know if he will be on first team duty or he'll be with Castillo. I don't know. I know names such as Alex Collado. Have you heard of him? I have. Yeah, very. Hasn't
2: he played with the first team?
1: He has been with the first team at times. I thought he was going to leave this summer. I don't know if my app is um, failing me here. Now, apparently, he's still is he still is there, which is strange. Um, so they've got Collado, Gabby. I've heard of um, Alejandro Boulder, I've heard of as well. I don't know how to pronounce that at all. Um, yeah. Maybe it's Boulder. I've heard of him. And then apart from that, I don't know I don't know many of these players. Um, but again, they, they are slightly higher than Castillo in the table. When they uh, got to the, the uh, um,
2: semi finals
1: of the playoffs two years ago. Really? Mm. I wonder what kind of squads, or if any, um, I, I think Colado's been playing for a while. So that must have been his. Kind he of age has. Too. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm intrigued to see what they bring and, and it just will be a good game. It's something I really want to catch and hopefully it can kickstart a lot more interest or reignite some, some attention to Kosteer for
2: all of us um, if mm-hmm. we can catch it. Um, yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. If we're allowed to watch it, is the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will find a way this weekend, I know it. We will. Um, watching it on some dodgy stream on a potato or something like that. <laughs> Sam,
3: Sam do you have um, any updates on any loan players or former players or anything
1: oh, interesting um, so we did a little loan section with uh, I think it was last one me and Chris recorded and there was always some good news on there and I'll tell you what Perhaps it's gone cold now. I'm not sure. Other than Hugo Juro scoring against the first team the other week, yeah, yeah. yeah. he just doesn't. He's not even at Getafe anymore. He's at Valencia now. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's just ex players every time. To Thomas, obviously, the other week, um, yes. I think would all make the news. It's just the the, the ex player curse. Everyone's celebrating against, as like well. It. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: Why? You, every, I, I mean, every player scoring against us, the you know former Castilla players are celebrating oh, I, against I us. Hate.
1: Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I never see Josalu celebrate that much, and he always uh, scores.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, eight. he's. Real Madrid are his favorite team to score against. And I think Barca must be a second, and he doesn't score that many mm. other
1: goals. It's just <laughs> crazy. Mm. Um, apart from that, lone players, um, I haven't heard much about. One no. thing that um, did intrigue me was the loan move of Augusto Galvan to Santos. Yeah. Um, and someone actually sent me some video highlights of him because I, I, he was on loan in Gunda B and we were never really going to cover him or watch him. Um, but he was really good in Gunda B um, and, and the video baffled me because I just thought, how useful could this guy have been for mm. a if he's performing like this? Um, I don't know how it's going in, um, in Brazil. Um, one thing I do know, and we can discuss for a small amount of time, is that Alvaro uh, Fidalgo moving to Club America couldn't have gone better. It could really? have gone back. The guy, um, obviously it's a a club with a massive fan base, um, and he's just come in and and they think he's the next Iniesta. They think he's the next <sighs> Jesus Christ. It's madness. Oh, okay. uh, he's so popular out there now. Um, and now he's a starter, and he's just going to get better and better. And it's obviously a better team and a slightly better standard than than I think he was at Castellon or somewhere like that, um, in the second division. So hopefully, if he does really well, we can see him back in La Liga where he belongs. But yeah, apart from that, I don't know any other players that are particularly flying right now, at least. Fidalgo yeah. was one of those
3: players who I always thought that it's weird if this guy doesn't make you know, the top league yeah, exactly. at least because he, yeah, as a dribbler and you know yeah, technically,
1: so strong,
3: so strong, yeah, yeah. I
1: think the awkward thing about it is uh, we knew when he should have left Castilla, and he didn't for maybe even another two seasons. Mm. Like he, I think he was Player of the Season um for like 2017 or 18, and we just thought he had to go to La Liga right away, right away. And he wouldn't have looked back, but he stalled it. I think he was still playing for Castir and captain them when we went to watch them live, which wasn't it was only the gold trim season, which wasn't long ago. Mm. Um,
2: 1920.
1: Exactly. So he's We're not really them much not make
2: players and
1: Yeah, just a joke of a player. Um, great. but then when you <laughs> stall it and you even though you're captaining Castir and you're playing a hundred games and whatnot, it's always awkward because that ceiling just shrinks so quickly. Um mm. So it's good to see him at least use this as a pedestal because effectively, if he gets a brand or, or some sort of hype behind him, he could again just reach any height of the game um, if he plays it well. And he is so far. So,
2: if I remember correctly, he was a game off 100 appearances for Castilla when he Yeah, ran. 99 it <laughs> was.
1: You're completely correct. We worked it out because we thought he must be. Um,
2: just which is crazy. It's a nice. lot of games for a reserve side. Mm. Mm. And he was 23 when he left as well. So it's cool. It's good to see him doing well again. Is Solari still in charge of Club America? He is. Um, I don't know how they're actually
1: doing. I don't even know how the league system works in Mexico. I just know from following Fidalgo that he is the man out there at the moment. Um, I've got two sadder <laughs> stories. Um, both Sergio Diaz and Mink Peters are free agents at the moment. They have a club. Oh. Even if Burgundy joins them, that would be sad. There must yeah. be a fair few players that yeah, just not looking to... To play them, I wonder what they do at this point.
2: Yeah, Mink, Ireland Peele. has issues, has similar issues. One of their best players is a free agent, and as a result, they don't really pick him Who is that? Uh, Robbie Brady. Oh yeah, Ooh. how old is that guy? Robbie Brady. I actually don't know. He
1: must it's be. Five, he's getting six. on in years. Yeah. yeah with Robbie Brady, and I assume it's the same with um, both Mink and Sergio. Is that Robbie Brady's now had the whole career uh, behind him, though. He's made a lot of money and and he doesn't, you know, he's in no rush to find a club. He could just retire, worse. Yeah, he's 29. I think about Mink Peters, he's 23. And I know when you sign a a contract at Real Madrid, that it can be quite lucrative financially. Mink Um, Peters is not that young, is he? But he's only 23. He's not earning any money currently. Uh, I just wonder how, what, what are these people doing right now? What do you mean? So he. Again, I, I assume that he was well paid when he signed that um, contract with Real Madrid. Like he's, he's not going to be poor. He's going to be a good job. But he's not going to be like Robbie Brady, who will have his whole career in the bank. Oh, uh, yeah. like he's played for a few teams here and there. But I, I do wonder if he's... If you're Peters now, are you panicking trying to find your next club? Are you thinking, I've really messed this up? Or
3: I mean, it's, it's a, I guess it's a weird uh, situation because there's always a club you can go to. Just yeah, depends it how far Nancy down... Way. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I guess if you if you sign up for a club, I guess it's two things. You you sign up for a club that maybe doesn't want you to give you as much money, and I think it could hinder your reputation a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. look at this guy, he's still going to the fourth uh, tire or something. I think so. for Mink
1: that might have to happen next. I I don't know if he should consult England. I mean, we've got a fourth tier, my local team playing yeah. it, and I'd <laughs> take him any any day the we get money, but. Obviously, if you're playing in the fourth year of, of Holland or something, then mm. yeah, yeah, it really has gone completely wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, Sergio is exactly the same. I mean, Sergio is a little bit different because I imagine he is absolutely. He um, must have signed because he signed for about 5 million euros, must have been decent. He's then played for um, Club America. He's played for. Who else did he play for? He played for uh, Chero Pateno again. He's played for some big South American clubs. So he'll just find a club very soon, I assume his TV still, it looks on paper quite strong until they see him play. <laughs> <laughs> um, which sounds harsh, but uh, to be fair, it was, seemed to be going quite well for him until Solari rocked up again. Yeah. Um, and then he was out of the club a couple of months later.
3: By
2: the I way, suppose... before,
1: before, we,
3: um, before we end this, I, uh, I just, some positive news that um, through my work at the Norwegian Pena, I know about the ticket situation because we get tickets, you know, ticket requests uh, mm-hmm. quite a lot, and um, then I send mail to send mails to the club, and they answer, "Are we there yet? Yeah, yeah. Can we give you tickets?" <sighs> and now they are finally starting to give us tickets. And uh, for oh. um, the Feminino game uh, yesterday, in the Champions League, we had someone there, hey. and also we are going to have someone there on um, in the Mini Classico on Saturday. So. Hey. So they wow. are you know, starting to uh, give out tickets again.
2: And, how's uh, their English? Uh, who? How's the person who's going to be at the mini class? So how's his English? Oh well, let's uh, find out. Maybe <laughs> it must be Norwegian. It must be good.
3: Yeah, yeah it, it <laughs> could very well be. So, um, so you know, it, it's difficult to to get those tickets. It's usually through uh, Penas or if you're like a socio, a club member of Real Madrid, but. Uh, at least it's a good sign that things are opening up again so yeah for sure mm. it's a good
1: well, uh, it's good news for everyone especially if we want to go and see a game at
2: some point yeah. I was just <laughs> when you were talking about Ming Peters I was reminded of you know the Barca player who's gone off to I think it's Salzburg or something and it, what is you remember you know you remember um Xavi Simmons yes. yeah, that kind of craziness that happened when he moved mm. to PSG there's been yeah. a similar kind of uproar from uh I, I i really am terrified of pronouncing this name but moriba oh yes yeah who he's um,
1: Leipzig? he's in germany isn't
2: he or leipzig yeah and yeah. there was a once again kind of uh money over passion debate or something like that but yeah. it, i mean it does it does go to show that your career can just take a flip for the worse yeah, and all just of a like sudden that. and i think
1: that that story um is actually almost, not the hate or anything like that, but the move away was justified because I do think he used um, quite a bit of bargaining power to try and get either a bigger contract or a bigger place in the team. Um, and I do think he forgot his place in the pecking order, which obviously will happen from time to time, but the club seemed to move swiftly and that was that for him. They, they blocked him playing, they blocked him training and and they very quickly made it clear he won't play again if he doesn't uh, yeah. accept and Yeah. And then expertly like you, uh, expertly God. placed the blame in his feet. <laughs> yeah, so this is the awkward part, because you know what fans are like. I mean, they're the worst, some of them.
2: Well, I mean, um, like, <laughs> something that really did get lost in the furrow, and obviously it was clear from, you know, people who were arguing it that they didn't watch much youth football, mm-hmm. was that, you know, these clubs burn true players
1: yeah. every
2: yeah. year. You know, yeah. summer after summer, 150, 130, 140. You know, these numbers are not unusual for youth academies at the top mm-hmm. level to drop. And I mean, um, something that you probably didn't mention about Ming Peters is that he's also probably considering, you know, what happens, you know, what happens if worst comes to worse? Where am I going to go from here if football isn't going to work out? Yeah, yeah, At this point, yeah, it, it's, I mean, you look at, you look at his career. It's. Kind of, I I do hope he doesn't listen. To <laughs> but, yeah, we'll get him on the podcast, yeah. Hungry. It's not. I mean, it's not going well at the moment. There's, I don't I yeah. think even he would admit that it's not really going work the way he would have hoped it to go. So, you um, know,
3: um, you know, Gonzalo Higuain said that uh, the footballers are the most e- easily discarded
0: <laughs> workers,
3: workers out there, the most easily written off and forgotten because once you retire as a footballer, then you know people will. Like, uh, say happy birthday and uh, yeah. they will remember you and uh, clap for you maybe in the streets. But giving you a job, no, you know, that's <laughs> just for the very few. And so I can imagine it's it's tough when you've dedicated your whole life to, to succeeding as a footballer yeah. and then yeah. you don't, it doesn't work out.
2: Hmm. And just, I mean, there's money in it, but I don't think at that age there's that much money in it. Um, at twenty-three, I don't think you.
1: Do we do we
3: know how much Castilla players earn, more or less? It's
1: high. Is high. It, it is high. How I mean, high? it's very high, but it will vary massively. But when they sign their first professional contract, it will be, it will be in the thousands, um, per week. Um, but all I million. know is that there will be clauses in their contracts. So someone like Antonio Blanco will now be earning a lot of money, yeah. um, and and so. The only reason I, I know this is I compare it to, there was a local lad here who, um, I've got to be really careful here, he yeah. joined a massive club in England from our local club and he was on, I think he was on something like a £1,000 a, a week and he went to pre-season with the first team of this club and he didn't even play, I don't think, but he was listed on the bench. Because he was listed on the bench, a contract or a clause in his contract was activated, and he went from one thousand uh, pounds to ten thousand pounds a week oh, oh. <laughs> um, just overnight and and things like goal bonuses and and appearance bonuses and first team training sessions and awards and, and and things like that will all be included because agents and, and representatives are so greedy and, and slimy mm. and slimy these days so but they will every single one of them will be very comfortably played and some of them will be on yeah, heavy money, heavy money. Mm. Well, uh, it's
3: interesting because, uh, I mean, that's part of the reason maybe why some players... Uh,
1: go yeah, comfortable Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you think it's very difficult, and this is why they have to go on loan sometimes, because it's very difficult for them to keep that wage up unless they make that jump to La Liga, really. Mm. Uh, what second division team is going to be able to afford the wages of Castilla's captain, who's played for the first team, and... Like, yeah, this is a hard one, that one, because they almost point themselves
2: out sometimes. But I imagine if you are out of the game at Mink Peter's age, that money goes away very quickly.
1: You'd have to accept pretty much, I assume, anything at this point. Um, Yeah. Rather than when he would have signed, when, because obviously Real Madrid had to lure him from a lot of clubs at that point. He was very, very highly rated. Um, I assume when he signed, especially his professional contract, he would have been on more money than I mean he never played for Castillo so more money than value to the actual team
2: yeah no no doubt um it's just yeah. I like I said it, it my mind did shift to that that it can you know these things can go sour yeah, very quickly no and I think even if he
1: um has a lot of money from his Real Madrid days and, and whatnot there's no way that that's going to expand and extend to this point here where he's unemployed and he's comfortable yeah You'd have
2: to find a do something uh, at some point yeah yeah um so I mean it, you do have to have sympathy for <laughs> yeah, I really want to get him on. Just I think that would be
1: a fascinating podcast because he had the world at his feet. I remember it. Um, <laughs> I just another know. English talker who we actually had a fair amount of contact with at one point, but uh, perhaps that was pre COVID and, and we've lost him and all this this madness. Yeah. He's scared of you now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Uh, Any uh, anything else to bring up from the archives? we got all the
1: news to be sad at the
2: moment so we'll um
1: yeah.
2: move on as soon as possible we'll leave yeah. it on a positive note
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> no, hopefully a positive note is the obviously the mini class goes on Saturday 9pm kick off Spanish time I believe so um, make sure you all at least look out for that result it's always an interesting one um, we I'm sure will group up uh, afterwards maybe with NAB I would love to have, have gotten him involved in this um, and hear his thoughts on the whole uh, fixture and, and whatnot but if not then i'm sure
2: we'll um we'll have some drawbacks and conclusions after the game yeah lovely no doubt, no doubt. i've just have to realize now i'll be able to watch the game which is great <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was on sunday i'm over the moon now oh, nice. mm. uh, um i hope that's the same for me then in that case we'll see the real madrid website optimistically lists that Real Madrid TV will be showing it. So, yeah. oh, of
1: course. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Ex- expect that beautiful geolock screen coming your way very TV soon.
1: Are you going to be on
2: the scene? or? Huh? I don't
1: know how Barca TV works. I know that they had quite
2: a good budget. They're a subscription service. Oh, good. Huh. Yeah, as I recall, they, they, it's pay-per-view on Barca TV, but it could have changed. I don't know. Oh, dear. Um. Nah, oh well. I suppose that would be the sort of game you'd show for free, so you could get more subscribers in. Literally. Maybe that's, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it was last week's game you show for free to get more subscribers in for the one everyone would be willing to pay for. Because this is it on paper, isn't it? The mm-hmm. the year, it really is as
1: good as it gets, almost.
3: I mean, this is good, just, can this get any worse, first having paid two months uh, for footers without getting anything, and now I, I have, have to pay boss as everyone well, everyone. too much to see <laughs>
2: Dad, we don't get this team on Saturday, I don't know what we think. <laughs> I already did get away scot-free from paying for a season and it seems to have worked so far from it. Yeah, he, yeah in. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> My god, I'll get bitten in the arse for that now over the weekend. <laughs> Alrighty then. Right then, boys, it was a pleasure. Nice to speak to you all again. Yeah, pleasure. Will we be here next week is the question, or will it be next year?
3: Nah, next. Uh, next week, we will do next
2: week. it. We'll do it. Yeah. Okay, that's the sort of attitude I like to hear. Right. Until then, hala Madrid. Hala Madrid. Awesome.